Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Revolution from a UK perspective. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. My name is Mike, and I'm the host of the Any Revs UK show, All Things Revolution from a UK perspective. And today, I'm just going to bring you a little bite-sized. It's not really an episode. Can't really call it an episode because I'm just going to be talking at you as always. I don't know how much you absolutely love it when you have a British person just talking at you. It's probably, I'd say, in the Americans' ranking of things, having a British person talk at you for long periods of time, it's got to probably be up there in the top one percentile of things that people absolutely love to, to hear, I think, so I think, you know, it's, it's, it's top tier stuff, so uh, I think that's probably why you guys come back for more, it must be the only reason, I can't think of any other reason, it just must be that, you know, thing that you just love having a Brit person just, uh, just talk at you for long periods of time. But anyway, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the New England Revolution and all things that have happened as of recent. And just give my my opinions, as that's what this is about. Me giving you my perspective on things of uh, of note that come out of the Revs camp. So, obviously, we, we've just... Well, not just. It's, it's been a few days now. We picked up a 2-1 victory over against uh, Hartford. Look, I, th- I think it was a game which... Obviously, we're fully expected to win. And then the 11 was announced and it's a little bit more like okay but when you think about it that the, the, the talent on the pitch should still get the job done we did get it done you know it, it wasn't convincing it wasn't pretty um, there's probably a lot of talk and opinion about like you know on a different day yeah a different result definitely could have happened there I think you know it's it wasn't clean sailing it should have been a lot more comfortable than it was um, you know it's Harvard aren't, they're not having the, the best of seasons so it probably should have been a little bit more, but at the end of the day, it's it's a bit of a local one, so as uh, local as I suppose you can get with some of these uh, the boundaries where American soccer teams are, are playing out of. But yes, I think that they're, they're playing a little bit more about them. It's, it reminds me, and I'm I, you know I could get into a little bit of, of trouble for this, but it's not really trouble. But I know it's a highly it's a it's a it's a I'm gonna say so basically Scotland, the national team. Of Scotland, they're not they're not the greatest of teams at the moment, uh, or of recent history. If I'm, if I'm being brutally honest, but for some reason, whenever they take the field and play against England, they just really up their game. And that's kind of what it felt uh, to me. Obviously, I am I am driving once again, guys. So apologies for the sound and the, the background noise, all that kind of stuff. But you know, this is the this is the pure quality you get when you tune into an NES Rivers UK show. Um, but yeah, I think they they up their game. Obviously, you know we we obviously was a heavily rotated side, but still again, you know that's no excuses because that side still should have got the job done way more comfortable than than they actually did. Uh, so it was uh, yeah, it was it was it was not the most convincing. Um, and I'm not going to try to analyze the game too much. Obviously, the guys over 
at uh, Revolution Recap. I've, I've done that far better than I ever could do. And if I'm being honest, I haven't watched the full game, so it would be a bit rude of me to try and sit here and try and analyse a game which I haven't actually watched in full or, or really paid that much attention to. But I'm glad that we've got, obviously got the game against Pittsburgh next. That's going to be a really good one. Obviously, we've got uh, Edward Kizer there now. We've got um, Dis- the Shield and... Uh, oh, what's that? Um, uh, there's that other guy, the um, New Zealander. I think he's from New Zealand. Uh, they've definitely got another one of our former players as well. Well, Revolution 2 players there. So that, that's going to add a little bit more feistiness to that game. Hopefully we can be a little bit more convincing than, than what we did against uh, this time around. But it's, it's good to just be in the cup as well. That's really pleasing uh, to obviously see that we're in the cup. We're, we're progressing nicely. So hopefully we can get the next game done and out of the way and then, uh, you know, really start getting into the thick of things of that one. In terms of obviously, you know, league form, I mentioned in the last episode, we've got a huge game, the make or break game for, for, for me of uh, where this season goes. Cincinnati are no, no fools. Uh, and if the Revs aren't on, you know, their A game, it's it's going to be an interesting one for sure. And I think it's going to really show what where we are as a team, but also where Bruce's head is at right at this moment. Because for me, you've got to name your strongest 11, no matter what, your strongest 11 no matter what you can't pick favorites or anything in this one brucey you've just got it we don't want a brucey bonus in there we just want the strongest 11 on the day to be named and held accountable for their actions because we can't have any bystanders in this game we, we literally can't obviously we know hank's out that's disappointing in itself um you know i wouldn't say you know, Andrew's not a bad backup to have. It's not like we've we're sitting here and we know it's it's Omar starting. Um, we've 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 got we've got an option there in you know in in Farrell. Um, you know, it's it definitely could be a lot worse. That's all I'm saying. So, I think that that obviously forced change um, for us. Of probably what we predict as our strongest eleven. Um, oh, the popo! It's the sound of the police. I don't even know if you'll you'll pick this up. It's, they're not coming for me, by the way. Yeah, we should let them past. Um, I'm not editing any of this out. That, that'll be in there. That'll be all, all in there for, for all I know as well. Because um, I'm hoping I'll control this directly to Twitter. Um, you guys would have just had silence and actually not picked up any... Uh, background noise it is but yeah as I was saying this 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 game for me is is huge and I alluded in the last episode as well when I, I mentioned that you know are the revolution as good as we think they are and for me at the moment I, I, it's 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 really hard to to sit there and and um well it's not hard you can pick me to anything but it, it's hard to kind of moan and grumble when you're sitting top of the tree and it's probably other fans are thinking like what are these guys why have you got to be negative about but I can't. And I apologize. I can't remember who put the tweet out the other day about, you know, have the Revs have actually had a comfortable victory? And I put, you know, you could probably say Houston was fairly comfortable. Um, and like I didn't mention like Montreal because, for me, like, it wasn't as co- for, for for where the clubs are in in the moment at, when you play them. At the end of the day, all you can do is play the eleven that's uh, or the squad that's been put in front of you. For where Montreal were and the run of form and what's been going on, um, I think that was an expectation. So I wouldn't say it was above my expectation of what we should have done against Montreal. Whereas against Houston, I thought we'd be okay. But I think I, I, that's the one game where I kind of thought, oh, hang on. Like, 
something's clicking here. We're, we're starting to get some different cogs moving in. Um, transitional plays were slightly better and quicker. You know, we was a little bit more directed. Some of the, the plays we weren't as. Um, I know, kind of, we like to kind of like play pretty football sometimes, which is, is great, and we've we've got the talent to do so on the pitch. But but it's about making the right decision in the right moment for the players, and, and making you know the decision to go more direct when when we've got the pace on the wing sometimes. Um, and I kind of seen sparks of that. And the Houston one for me was probably um, again I wouldn't say it was an amazing performance for the Revolution. Um, but it was it was one that was above my expectation of where they were, where we were at the time, and how the game probably could have panned out um, otherwise. So yeah, that, that, that's the only one I, re- I really see. And you know, I wouldn't say we were bad in any of the. Obviously, there was the LAFC game; we were excruciatingly bad in that one. But other than that, I don't think we was particularly awful in any other game. Um, but I, again, in terms of controlling games, I think you know I expected it against Montreal, where I didn't expect as much against Houston that's that's that was my kind of thought process behind that one anyway um but yeah it's going to be interesting to see what you know things are ongoing at the moment in the camp um we've you know there's no movement um in terms of obviously any other players coming in for the revolution camp uh, obviously the transfer window now is closed um, so we've got no other new players coming in um, of note, um, obviously there could still be movements between the, the Revs 2 and Revs first team, um, obviously in due course, but uh, but yeah, the, the Cincinnati game for me is is, is so huge and it's uh, it kind of got me thinking and it's kind of why I wanted to hop on here um, and just kind of think about what realistically Bruce needs to do in this game to put the marker down for this to be the season where, you know, if LAFC were to come to Gillette Stadium or, you know, if other teams that were in and around us were facing the revolution, that they just don't really want to face revolution because we're, we're not dominating, we're not physical, we're not present in the MLS. The club's actually... Because at the moment, I don't think... If I'm being honest, Cincinnati probably sit there thinking, OK, they're above us, yeah. And then they'll be... You know, they'll have their data teams running through loads of, you know, different analysts working their magic on uh, producing obviously you know presentations to, to put uh, their, their team through their to, well you know improve their team's knowledge of of what to expect come come game day and even being honest I, you know I don't think that at the moment they're going to look back at any particular moment of a, of a revolution game and think you know we're, we're in serious trouble here um, and that's what I want us to do I want us to go into this game and it doesn't have to be a 4-5-0 game or even a 3-0 game. It just needs to be a game. It could be a 1-0, if I'm being brutally honest. And, and still, we could dominate the game. We just need to control the tempo, control the pace of the game and control every aspect of it. You know, really limit their attacking options when they're, when they're trying to counter. Really limit their attempts on goal. You know, bodies on the line kind of stuff here. And really show the MLS that... that while yes, I know you know a lot of our plaudits go to our attacking line, but you know we've I know a lot of people are, are know about our goalkeeper, but defensively we need to start shoring things up, making sure there's no stupid mistakes, no laps in concentration. We've seen it multiple times this season, and it's um, it, it does get a little bit frustrating because you do feel yourself, especially when you're somebody that talks about the revolution, and probably even when you write about it, that you're kind of typing and saying the same things. Um, 
of just little laps of judgment sometimes and, and switching off at, at key moments, um, you know, tracking back. I think, you know, sometimes we, we just get caught too many players forward. Um, and I think that's why Bruce is always adamant of playing a double pivot. 99% of the time, he will, he, will, he will play with two players who are slightly more defensive-minded in, 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 in the midfield because he knows that our wing-backs will go forward. And, and if that's the way we're going to play, that, that's fine. You know, it's you know, it's good to have attacking wing backs, but they've um, they've got to be able to get back and do their defensive duty. And I'm not saying that you know Brandon and Duan don't do that, but at times, you know, when we get caught on the counter, it's it, it's highly frustrating. Um, and I think it's just that defensive transitional period that we've got to really shore up on now. Uh, and I think the revolution, you know, it's the, the area that we, when you watch back over the games and how we concede. Or we big, sorry, not even conceded sometimes, but some big chances. Uh, and we're, we're, we're making, you know, Georgie pull off some ridiculous saves or put under some pressure that he didn't need to. Um, it's, just, it's just frustrating. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting seeing. I hope Bruce is bold. I hope he just has the cojones to sit out there and, and, <laughs> and just play the best 11, you know, and, and make the right calls as well in terms of, of um, players off the bench. Uh, for, for me, obviously, it's, it, it looked good from the availability report. You know, um, we seem to have obviously we know Kessler's out in terms of new players, but in terms of the long-term injuries, there was no one else on there, and um, all of the players that were uh, you know like uh, Gustavo Bow and Bobby Woods. You know, we've got um, Blessing back, we've got Barrero back, so we've got a plethora of players now that are coming back into the fold. Hopefully they're going to be fit. Hopefully they're going to be ready for the game day because this is going to be an absolute huge one. What I need to do from you guys now is head over to Twitter. Go over to the Any Revs UK page. Tweet at me your predictions for the game. You know, in terms of score lines, scorers, your starting eleven, And just let me know, like, how... If the Revolution walk away from this game and give... You know, I think that, I think there's basically for, for me, there is only two things that I will accept. First of all, is a victory with a a, a solid performance. I don't care about the scoreline of them being brutally honest here. It just needs to showcase to the MLS that you know, even if you're in form, we're not, you're not going to break us down. So it can be a 1-0, it can be a 2-0. And I'll even take... I'll even take... A draw... Look, wait, wait, wait a minute. Calm down. I will take a draw... If we kind of get the... If, if we're just... If it's just an unlucky draw, you know, one of them ones where... If we can dominate proceedings... I don't want a, a loss on the dominating proceedings... If we can completely control possession, tempo, you know, dictating the play, if we can just dominate the whole game in terms of everything, you know, our passing percentages were better, we created a lot of chances, and it was just an outstanding performance from their goalkeeper, you know, and it was just what just wasn't our day, unfortunately, and we were we were unlocking the the defence, but just couldn't get through that final hurdle, um, but we're throwing everything at it. Then you know I will I will take that on the and because that's something we can we can build on then. What what it's harder to build on is when you have really really poor performances. Although I suppose from sometimes when you do have a really poor performance, it is it's gonna sound stupid when it comes out of my mouth. I know it is, 
but sometimes it is a positive thing because well I suppose that's a two-part bit because it's only a positive thing if you learn from them mistakes because if you're going to make them mistakes then you make them again the next week and then the next week and the next week and the cost on his points after points after points that's when you've got to start calling for the player or the coaching staff to just you know something's got to go here the player's got to go or the coach staff's got to go because something's not something's not sitting right and if then you change the personnel and the same things happen again then it's the coach but but if you make you know if we're, if we're doing something at the same time like if we're getting caught constantly on you know defensive transitional plays from a corner kick for example our attacking corner kick or if we've got a free kick and then we're getting caught on the break continually that's when you've got to start looking at like okay we can learn from this now so what are we doing that's causing our defense to get caught napping you know or or lackluster when they're trying to hit us from us being in an attacking position basically and then as long as you adjust and put things in place that that doesn't happen anymore or it's less as impactful to towards us then i think that that's what it's about but yeah for, for me at the moment i'm and again i find this it's it's hard to say sometimes because well again i think i said this for last episode it's not hard to say the words coming out of my mouth is, is fine but I, I suppose it's weird because we do sit top of the tree but I don't feel we're, we're learning much from the game sometimes um, and I think that's the biggest frustration for me at the moment I think that's why I'm I'm, I'm jumping on now as well because it's, it's just like it's weird because we're top but I'm kind of a little bit negative at the moment because I just keep seeing the same stuff kind of we're doing the same things and it's like we're not really learning sometimes and this is when I start to really kind of I don't want to say question Bruce as much because obviously I know it's not all him but at the end of the day he's accountable for the whole team so it's it's I don't know it's just something's something I think something needs to be shook up in the back room I'm not too sure where it sits or where it stands but for me just we need I'm not saying like formational change or anything like that there just needs to be it's, it's only one like thing where it can just be like you know and, it, and it's done and, it, and I think it's, it's, it's almost like we need to go to that next gear and I'm actually hoping and this is what I've been kind of 17 minutes trying to get around to kind of pinpointing out that I think this is the game for us I think this is the game where we turn that corner and if it's not then it needs to be because we need teams to start fearing facing the new revolution if we want to lift that cup this season boys this needs to be the one for me Anyway, I've rambled for far longer than I wanted to. I just needed to go and, well, I, I didn't need to do anything. I just kind of want to start creating as much little snippets here and there where I just get some free time when I'm driving, um, as long as it's safe to do so. And I know it's not the best quality, but, you know, just get some content out there. Get Start conversations going. My last episode, I got a really good, you know, Mega Soccer Dad, like, he creates some really, really good content. If you don't listen to his content as well, it's highly entertaining as well as being, you know, uh, I wouldn't say factual. Um, he gives his obviously his opinion, which you can't state anything as an opinion as a fact. But yeah, he gives a good take. He's, he's, he's entertaining as well. It's high energy, high paced, which is good. Um, 
something. You know, he, he points out some really, really good stuff as well. He's, he's got a really good grasp of knowledge of the, the not even just the New England Revolution, just the MLS as a whole. I think he's got a very good understanding of the game of soccer. So uh, I'd highly recommend you go and check him out. And obviously, off the back of my last episode, me and him had a little discussion. You know, he's he didn't agree with one of my opinions, which is you know everyone's entitled to an opinion. He's entitled to his opinion, and I'm not agreeing with my opinion. And we had a little discussion. It kind of, in my head, it seemed like we were trying to get to a similar point, but we we came at it from very two different angles. And I get obviously you didn't like my take about Veroni um, and the MLS, you know, him, him being. But we you know we can choose to kind of disagree on that one. That's perfectly fine. Um, but uh, yeah, we kind of in the end we kind of, you know, it was a very similar point we were trying to get to. Um, just I came in at a very different angle. Um, and, it, and, I, and I suppose with him being a, uh, you know, a bit more of a veteran of the the MLS, um, and being around the, the club for a lot longer than I have, he's probably heard a lot of the stuff. And it, it may have sounded like I was being negative towards the MLS. Um, I, I suppose it was, um, but it wasn't in any way. If, if anything, it was. Um, I, I kind of seen it as a, me being a, a you know an advocate of, a, of of how quality I think the MLS is and. Um, but again, it's just about it's just a, it's just how opinions work, isn't it? Um, but anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap it up because it's literally 20 minutes now, and I just wanted this one to be a quick one. And I don't think I can upload 20 minutes of just voice to Twitter, so it might have to be a little little micro episode. It'll be a 5.5 episode if it is. Uh, but I hope you're doing safe. I hope you're doing well, and I can't wait to meet as many of you as possible on May the 27th, 2023, as the New England Revolution take on. Chicago Fire at Gillette Stadium. Anyway, guys, until next time, revolution!